Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Heck, welcome to the show. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here at your service to talk about car, car repair problems. You can really do just about anything you want. All you have to do is give us a call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. When we talk about cars, what's important is is it's a kind of a give and take thing. So you call me up and you tell me we're going to discuss your symptoms. So you're going to say it vibrates, or you're going to say it pulls to the right, or you're going to say it doesn't start first thing in the morning, or it doesn't start cold, or it doesn't start hot. Or um, I have air blowing only out of my defrost vents and nowhere else, and those kinds of things. So you're making model approximate mileage, and then we're going to talk about the symptoms. What's not important is how many times you've tried to have it, have it fixed. Um, you know, my husband did this, and he did that. All we know from that is is that whatever your husband did didn't fix it. So I don't want to go left when I really need to stay center of the road. It's it's important to know that, and the guys are the worst ones. It's not the ladies, it's the guys. I I had a guy tell me that he had an, uh, it died at idle, and then he proceeded to tell me that he had replaced every single thing that has to do with the idle. And in his case, I think there was eight or nine sensors and and soldiers and things that actually do something and sensors that actually tell the computer what it is. And so finally, um, I said to him, you know, I'll look at it for you for free. We opened the hood, and there was three of us, and one of them reached in and plugged in a vacuum line and shut the hood and said goodbye to you. And so he had spent, in our estimation, he had spent 200 dollars buying parts, and the noise was like thunder underneath the hood. When you opened the hood, all you heard was this. That's all you heard. I mean, all of us could hear it. So, and it had it was a big line to his PCV valve, so he wouldn't have really noticed it. But one of the things that that was there that I thought was unusual, he never mentioned it had a rough idle, and it would have had it, and it did have a rough idle because the motor was getting way too much air. So we need that ratio of air and fuel. So one part fuel, fourteen parts air. Well, when you have a big, huge vacuum leak, then you have 20 parts of air to one part of fuel. So we want 14 to 1, not 20 to 1 or 25 to 1. So those are the kinds of things that uh, that we talk about, 602-508-0960. Another issue that we talk about is the YouTube University. It's just a bad idea to go to YouTube, excuse me, go to YouTube and try to fix your car, and here's why. You're going to spend your hard-earned money guessing on a repair who's and someone's told you this is what's wrong with your car and you've never met that person before they could be a baker a candlestick maker a doctor they could be a a construction guy it could be a woman who's disguising herself as a technician or a man who's disguising himself as a technician and the idea is is that you're guessing with other people's ideas but you're guessing with your own money so we have taken it upon ourselves 
to look at a lot of the symptoms that we have and we're fixing and we're looking on YouTube and you can't imagine what we're finding. A good example is that I had this gasoline-powered leaf blower and I couldn't figure out why intermittently it would start and not start. And so I had been working on it for about an hour or so. So I thought, well, I'll go to YouTube, just like everybody else. So it says, you know, do you have spark? Yes, I do. Do you have fuel? Yes, I do. Um, well, then it has to be. And then all of a sudden, everybody's chiming in and, and saying, well, it can't have spark. You need to check the magneto. No, it does have spark. Well, how do you know it has spark? Well, because I put a screwdriver in the end of the spark plug wire, and I had my wife hold on to the screwdriver, and I pulled it. And she went, ah, and so I know I have spark. <laughs> So anyway, after I got done with YouTube, I hadn't made any progress whatsoever, but everybody had suggested I replace, you know, the carburetor and the magneto and the spark plug and the wire and everything imaginable. So I was sitting there looking at it, and I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I, when it doesn't start, I'm going to spray a little carb cleaner inside the carburetor to see if it will start. So I was unscrewing the wing nut to take the air filter off, and I noticed the whole assembly was moving. So I took the air cleaner off. And I thought, wow. And so I grabbed a hold of the carburetor, and I wiggled it back and forth. And it's not supposed to wiggle back and forth. Huh. So I pulled a big plastic cowling off of it. There's two bolts that hold the carburetor to the motor, and both of them were loose. And so I knew I had a lean condition, but I didn't know why. Well, I was sucking air through that particular area. So I tightened up those two screws. Boom. It still runs. And my wife loves it because she doesn't have to start it, you know, try to start it for two hours. And she's really good with her leaf blower anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> and and she won't do the backpack one <laughs> because it's too heavy for her. <laughs> but I told her this one has like 200 miles an hour. I mean, it'll you know it'll blow the shoelaces off your shoes. And she says, I'm not using that. I'll use my little one. I say fine. But if the rest of you, if you buy your wife a really nice, easy start leaf blower, then she'll really like it, and you don't have to do it. That's my marriage counselor part of me. Let's go to the phones. Who's on the phone? Oh, we have Grant. Grant, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. I listen to your uh, show every uh, every weekend going to work. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Yes. Um, so I got a 2001 GMC uh, 3500 Sierra. Okay. 8.1 liter. Okay. And every now and again, um, when the truck is warm, I go to start it up. Okay. And it just churns and churns and churns, and then I get a little tiny backfire through the exhaust pipe. Okay. And then start it up again, or go to start it up again, and it fires right up. Do you see any so, black smoke? Um, yes. So when you're trying to crank it, and up until the, and this is called a hard hot start. Okay, that's what we're going to okay. call it—a hard hot start. It's the terminology that makes it really easy for us to grasp this. So. When you start, when you try to start it, when it's hot, it it runs. It does it run rough and then smooth out, and you see black smoke. Yes. Okay. Well, it's yeah. Uh, it it like really hesitates and it acts like it's going to die, and then boom, perfect. But in the morning cold, never happens. No. Okay. No. So what's the no. difference when it's hot and when it's cold? And clearly, we have a we. If you see black smoke. That's going to send me in the direction that we're running really, really rich. 
So we have an yes. abundance of fuel. So Correct. if that's the case, now I'm, this is how I'm thinking out loud. I'm thinking this way. If the fuel pressure regulator was bad, that would be a hard cold start because the fuel pressure regulator overnight would allow the fuel pressure to drop to zero. So when you go to start it, when you crank on it, the fuel pressure, the fuel pump is only going to fire up for the first two or three seconds. If it doesn't right. see the car start, then it shuts down. So so you'd have to cycle your key two or three times and boom, it starts right up. Now, the fuel pressure regulator should give you poor fuel economy, but if it's leaking into the motor, then it would help, it would cause a cold start as well. So the difference is the heat of the engine. So it, do I have an injector leaking? Do I have a loss of fuel pressure? See, the loss of fuel pressure doesn't work because you see black smoke. So the black smoke is a rich condition. So, I mean, yes, I mean, it sounds extremely rich out the exhaust pipe. Yes. Does it smell? And my, my tailpipe is black. Okay, I'm not worried about the tailpipe because your 8.1 should be black. It, I okay. mean, they all with catalytic converters are black. So okay. the only thing, you know, an injector, a fuel pressure problem, a fuel pressure regulator problem, I think what really needs to be done is somebody needs to hang a fuel pressure gauge on that and let you rent it for a day or so. Okay. And do you have a repair shop that you deal with? I actually do probably 120% of my own repairs, Mark. Okay. So well, I do have a regulator. Um, and it's actually the fuel pump um, has been replaced. And then from there, I went to a, um, a camshaft sensor, which didn't didn't do anything. Yeah, um, I would have told you that. So, yeah. Um, well, um, the, the question really is, is, is when you get into this mode, is it too much fuel or too little fuel? Or is the spark still, is the spark there or not? And the backfire kind of bothers me. The backfire kind of bothers me because that's the only time it happens, right? Yes, it's a little, it's just a little, not a big bang, just a little poof. Um, kind of like a stinker. And, yeah. You know, and then it. You know the truck, and it's intermediate. I mean, it's not all the time. Um, okay. So, well, it's you still got to check for spark and fuel. So let's eliminate fuel okay. first. Just go rent or buy a fuel pressure regular fuel pressure gauge. You're going to screw it right yep. onto the Schrader valve of your eight one. It hopefully yep. you'll get a four foot hose. You'll run it through the 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 windshield portion of the hood and tape it to the outside of the windshield, and so okay. you can see it. Now, when you turn on the key. The fuel pressure should jump, and I think that's a forty-pound system, plus or minus. But you'll get you'll get the hang of that real quick. So you turn it on, you just look at the fuel pressure and see where it's at, and then crank it over. If there's a difference in fuel pressure between hot and cold, then you found the problem. But I still don't understand the backfire. But the backfire will explain itself after you fix it. So if it's a lean condition and the fuel pump's not working or the relay's bad, now that's something else on your eight one. How many miles are on it? Oh, geez, almost 400,000. Okay. there. I'm pretty sure, and I'm going off memory here, that they're underneath the fuel pan, underneath the fuse box, or take the cover off the fuse box, there's a bunch of relays. And there's right. going to be one for air conditioning and one for fuel pump. I think you should okay. switch those two. They look alike, and they're the same part number. So okay. grab the fuel pump, put it in the air conditioning, grab the air conditioning, put it in the fuel pump, and see if that makes a difference. 
but it's okay. it, the hot. It's just this is a hard hot start, and the hot and the backfire. I don't want to sit on those. I I just know that we need to determine spark or fuel now. As far as spark is concerned, are you oftentimes with somebody when this hard hot start is created? No. Okay. All right. No. What you might not. what you might have to do is is pull the spark. This got coil over ignition. Does this have coil yeah. sitting on the spark plugs? Yes. That makes it really yeah. tough. That makes it really tough. Um, you know, and I'm actually I'm leaning more towards spark because I put some E3 spark plugs in it, and oh gosh, I probably got less than thirty thousand miles out of the plugs, um, and then it just started running rough. So I put original OEM plugs in it and smoothed everything right out. So, well, that kinda, that kinda doesn't help, help you any because you don't have the E3s in there anymore. So, no, I don't. Yeah, exactly. so that doesn't, exactly. you know, the spark plugs. The the problem, I mean, was the problem there with the E3s? Um, no, they weren't. I was okay. just trying to get a little more fuel economy out of it. But, okay. Well, you wasted your money on those gets... on those spark plugs with three sparks because all it does is take one and divide it by three. And most of the time, it okay. won't even fire all three. It'll fire one or two, but you can't see that because you know that happens in the cylinder. So, and it's gotcha. kind of like a garden hose. You know, you turn the garden hose on full blast, and that's it. So, if you divide the garden hose by three, <laughs> then you're just going right. to get three. So, yeah. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. I do know that you have to get to spark or fuel first, and. Okay. Um, and and that's that's kind of, but if you already done the crankshaft, then or camshaft, then I would be plugging in a scanner and I would go drive it when it's hot and shut it off and I would look for crank signal and cam signal and that they're synchronized. Now you can do a crankshaft sensor, but you have to know the harmonic balancer drives the camshaft sensor, the crankshaft sensor, and if the harmonic balancer is spinning or wobbling after 400,000 miles, that can cause a, an electrical storm that you can't recover from. The, then the question is, is why is it hot and not just cold? And I say, we don't care about the question. Once we fix it, we'll answer all those questions. But we're still back okay. to spark and fuel, and i got to run. 18 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, my name's Mark Salem, 602-508-0960. We'll be back. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. 
You wouldn't dive into a pool without knowing how deep it is. So why would you dig without knowing what's below? Underground utilities are buried all over Arizona. Accidentally strike one and you could be injured or wipe out services like water, power, and internet. Call 811 or click Arizona811.com to have utilities marked first. It's free, easy, and it's the law. Remember, call 811 or click Arizona811.com. Sponsored by Arizona 811 in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like nowhere was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Well, welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Let me tell you real quick about Strictly Diesel. Strictly Diesel is a shop up in North Phoenix. They're on Pinnacle Peak and I-17. They're really, really good at what they do. They are diesel die-hard service repair and parts guys. They work on foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. So they don't work on the real big dogs. They just work on the light diesel trucks. Nevertheless, if you have a diesel truck and you've got a Chevy Ford or Dodge and you can't fix it, you can't make it work, or no one else can, then Strictly Diesel would be a great place I'd go. It's it's A-plus rated at the Better Business Bureau. I-17 in Deer Valley, actually, I-17 in Pinkle Peak, I'm looking at two things at the same time. And if you want, you can go to my best car repair shops at MarkSalem.com, and you can pick up the information from Strictly Diesel. Okay, have we got any callers, Gil? Gil? Oh, boy. Okay, lines are open. Gil's talking to me now, and I was kind of worried about that. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960 is the phone number, and you're welcome to call if you want. And when it, when it comes to car repair, the communication, just like Grant and I had, that's kind of important. We need that kind of crosstalk between the shop and, and you. 
and and it's it's just not a good idea for you wives to come in and tell us what your husband said. Likewise, it's not the other way around as well. It's just symptoms. We're just talking really about symptoms, and so I'm unclear as to to why it is that his particular truck has this hard start. But the fundamentals, you have to go to the fundamentals. I need Sparker fuel, but it makes it difficult because he doesn't have a distributor, so to speak. So there was a time a hundred years ago when we used to do this we used to take these little bitty neon lights and i don't remember where we got them but i think they're christmas tree lights and we would take one of the wires and we would wrap it around the spark plug wire and then we put the light on the dash and when the truck was running you could see the flash of this little bitty neon light and so it would tell you you had spark now, one of the things we used to do as a kid is we'd take six or eight of those, we'd wrap them around each spark plug, and we'd put them in sequence, one, eight, four, three, six, five, seven, two. We'd put them in a big piece of wood, and so at idle, the lights would go in a circle, in a circle, in a circle, in a circle, and then when you got throttle up, then it would change. So as a result of that, it, it was kind of fun, but it was just in, today, it's kind of a way to determine if you have spark. If you if you have spark, you can usually go to the ignition module, and there's usually an RPM signal there. And so you can interface that RPM signal. But if you have a scanner, not a code reader, not a code reader, but a scanner, then that's uh, that's something that you would typically need to, to do. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. When should you bid the work that you have? That's a tough question. Because most people are overwhelmed by the thought of taking their car to a couple of different places. Let me do some self-defense for car expense in front of that. Let me talk about that. When people call me, and folks, trust me when I tell you, I get lots of phone calls. And I don't mind. They come to work. Um, or they'll send me an email. The, the issue is, is when you get, you take it in for the, to any shop whether it's a dealer, an independent, or a chain store. You go in and you get a big laundry list. Now, the other day a lady came in and she said, I need motor mounts, I need lower control arms. So I'm going to give her the symptoms for both. And my question to her is, do you have these? So as far as the motor mounts are concerned, do you ever hear a thump on the motor from the motor on hard acceleration from a stop? She said no. I said, when you put it into reverse and then you take it out of reverse, there would be a distinct thump underneath the hood. No. Do you ever hear a thump from underneath the hood? No. Okay. Now, on the lower control arm bushings, when they're bad, when you come to a stop, there's going to be a clunk. And when you take off gently or, or tough, there's going to be a clunk. Depends on which bushings are bad. Have you got any of those? No. So I went and drive her car, and I'm working her car pretty hard, and she has no broken motor mount, and she has no lower control arm bushings bad. I'm doing kind of panic stops, and she's looking at me like, Man, are you roughhousing my car? Then I put it into reverse. I hold my foot on the brake, and I got the hood open so I can watch the engine, and I can pop the throttle. And when I pop the throttle, the engine's not moving very much, but I know what very much is. So then I put it in drive, and again, I'm watching the motor through the crack of the hood. So I'm holding my foot on the brake, and I'm going, whoppa, whoppa, on the throttle, and the motor doesn't move. So then I put it on the rack just so that she knows, and I look at the lower control arm bushings, and I don't see anything. Now, sometimes the shop will use the word cracked, 
your bushings are cracked. And, and then they'll also use words like weeping and seeping. Now, if the weeping and seeping is, is represented in this direction, it's acceptable. We've got a little bit of a seeping and weeping off the front seal of the power steering pump. Then you say to yourself, I'm never putting power steering fluid in it. I know that. But I'm just telling you, there, there might, this might manifest itself into a bigger leak. So if all of a sudden you do have to start putting power steering, do you notice anything on your garage floor? No, I don't. Okay, good. When you do see, let me show you where the power steering pump is. This is where it's going to be. The power steering pump's right here. It's right in front of the passenger side tire. So if you get fluid drip in there, then that's something you need to deal with. Then the last question you should ask is, is, is this something that's going to cause me to break down? And the shop should say, no, unless you ignore all the symptoms before. I mean, if you're pouring power steering fluid into it and you got this leak that you're feeding, that's a bad deal. So those are the kinds of things. It's We've got to have a symptom associated with the suggested repair. You need to have your power steering fluid flushed. What would make me happy is, is if you would take me back into the shop or if we could take my car somewhere where you would take a piece of paper and you'd pull out the dipstick of my power steering and you'd touch it to that white piece of paper. Then you'd take brand new fluid and touch it to that white piece of paper and I'd like to see the contrast. Oh, we can't let you back in the shop. Um, I don't have time to do that. Um, the technician said you need a power steering flush. That's what you're going to hear. But if if it's an issue, then the shop you patronize should have no problems with doing just exactly that. Come on back. Look at the fluid I'm pulling out of your power steering pump. It's kind of brown. It's got a little bit of metal in it. It's still working. Everything's fine. Here's brand new fluid. The same color, the same everything. Put it on the white paper. You can clearly see the difference. So we're suggesting the, the metal doesn't bother me because it's 100,000 miles and you haven't had it flushed. So I'm going to take a lot of that metal out anyway. But power steering pumps shed metal, and it's just small amounts. So flushing your power steering system won't hurt. And it's if you haven't done it for 100,000 miles, let's do it now. And then you can do it again in 100,000 miles. But the pump will probably go bad. When we come back, 602 did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com.
This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask, are you getting the best rate? And Health Markets offers a free service to help folks maximize their Medicare benefits and save money. The enrollment period for Medicare has already started. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. It's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare service is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. The deadline for enrollment is just days away, so you need to act now. Call 800-735-8803. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels, and results of the dream of Henry Ford. Welcome back, everybody. 33 minutes after the hour of uh, 10 o'clock. And if you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Action Auto Repair is located I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom, I've known him since probably the early 80s, for sure the early 80s. He's a family-owned, full-service auto repair shop. He's on the northwest corner of Deer Valley and I-17. He has ASE Master Certified Technicians, and he also has a BMW master technician so if you have a bmw and you think you want to try some other kind of shop you're more than welcome to stop by tom's and talk to his technician or have him look now they're not going to diagnose your car because he's busy but you you can talk to him for a few minutes and there's no problem at all so action auto repair i-17 in deer valley let's go to tom tom thank you for holding how can i help you good morning mark good morning how are you i'm good thank you very much Okay. Um, my question is about the, my ignition key. I I bought a used Mitsubishi Outlander this last May of 2015. Still had warranty left on it, but I only got one key with it, and I didn't think too much about it until recently I went to try to get a second one just as a spare, and the dealer quoted me a $340 payment. Is that normal? Is the key just the key today or is it something different? <laughs> no, I hear this all the time and it's it's totally different. We have to cut a key and then we have to tell the computer to this key now has to work. 
So there's a lot more to it than just cutting a key and handing you the key. Then we have to we have to synchronize that key. Your Mitsubishi, and I'm just talking in generic forms here, might have three keys. And it'll have a master, and then it'll have two slaves. So all three of them will work in the car just fine. The computer will keep track of them in that order, one, two, and three. So if you sell the car and you want to... Um, just give them one key you could wipe out you can't but I can take two and three key and just wipe out the description of that key nobody usually does that but I'm just talking in generic terms here's what I want you to do the other day ironically enough we had a guy that came over here to do some work for us and I asked him about the keys and and what we're what we bring in is we bring guys in with technical equipment that we don't have stuff that's very very expensive and when I went out to talk to this guy because he was reprogramming a car force and it needed to be done locally it couldn't have been done off of the off of the internet off of the sky off of satellites so he came in and he had the software necessary to bring this Ford back to the way it was because the customer had tried to do some fancy software changes and we just need to put it back the way it was for the customer so I got into his van, and it was like a key place. And so here's what I want you to do. Have you got a pencil handy? Uh, no, I'm in my car. So okay. I don't know. All righty. Um, can you remember Mark at MarkSalem.com? Mark at MarkSalem. Sure, I can. Okay, Mark at MarkSalem. Send me an email. I'm going to put you in touch with my son. He knows that guy, and he's going to call him and say, how much for a Mitsubishi key? and reprogram and everything cut a new key be done with it and he'll give you a price most of the time i'm told he is a lot less money he's a mobile guy so he's going to have everything in his van and typically he'll meet you so he'll meet you someplace maybe at your job and you hand him the first key he gets your cell phone number he's going to take that key, make another one, and then program it to the car. He's going to check both keys and make sure they unlock and lock the car and all that jazz. And then he'll call you and you can come down and pay him. So you want yeah. make sure you want to pay him because if you don't pay him, he'll keep both your keys and drive away. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> but that's that's what I'll do for you is I'll put you in touch with him. I have to make sure that he'll do what we call retail work. But I, I'm not quite sure why he wouldn't do that so it's somebody that we've never seen before and somebody that we have used a couple of different times and somebody that we really do like but i just can't tell you what his name is i'm sorry okay that's okay all righty okay thank you mark all right you're welcome tom thank you very much gil you had a caller i did um someone called during the break and had a question about um motor oil the question was is there a color additive that you can add to the oil to make it read better on the dipstick you know, I think I would be afraid that if we tried to do that, I'm thinking out loud that maybe we put a little bit of red power steering fluid in it, but that I think that's a bad idea. I think we're likely to, whatever we put into the oil, we're going to easily throw it out of spec. So now we've got a problem that we may try to solve one problem and create a much bigger one. So I'm thinking the answer is no. I think what probably would work better is carrying a small little flashlight that's about two inches long. And when you pull the dipstick out, 
you position the flashlight to point right at the dipstick so you can see the clean oil line. So I think that might be a better option because I know at nighttime we can see that oil line really good with a flashlight and I'm quite sure in the daytime that will translate. Now the other thing he could do too is I don't know if he would paint his dipstick white or black. <laughs> I'm not quite sure which one would be best. Black, I would think if it's a dull black, you might be able to see the line oil easier. But before I did that, I'd take a little grinder or a little um, triangular saw of file, and I would file the ad and the full mark, because you're going to cover those marks up when you paint that dipstick. So you could put black on there, and if that didn't work, you'd get some paint remover, some carb cleaner, you clean the paint off, and you paint it white. But you have to mark the ad in the full before you do that. And I think his garage would do that for nothing. I know we would. If somebody came in and they wanted to mark the ad in the full with a, a notch on the side of it, we'd and we'd be done. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive. And his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. What do you hear? Most people just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2-liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the Brotherhood of Muscle. Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Wherever you are this giving season, there's no better way to say Happy Holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from. Or give a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars full of unforgettable pictures. So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. This is Lonnie Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. The 2018 midterm elections were notable not so much for the so-called blue wave that washed over the House of Representatives, but instead for the way in which the results demonstrated how politically polarized we are becoming as a country. Liberal areas in the Northeast and on the West Coast supported Democrats more strongly. In states where President Trump did well in 2016, like Indiana and Missouri, voted more Republican. That's why the next Congress will give us divided government. At a time when we mourn the loss of former President George H.W. Bush, we also reflect on the ways in which principles like compromise, bipartisanship, and collegiality have seemingly disappeared from our modern politics. It's too bad, because while we have political disagreements with others, we should always remember that first and foremost, ahead of the partisan labels or political beliefs, we are Americans first. 
I'm Lon He Chen. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. So I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem here, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Automotive Dynamics is Sun City's largest and most trusted source for complete automotive service. It's family-owned and operated since 1982. Now, Chuck Knighty started it. His son, Derek's running it. And Derek is a fine young man. He's a fine representative for our industry. He's trying something new where his staff and mechanics are not paid a commission or percentage of your repair bill. Therefore, he can ensure that you're, he's not going to sell you unnecessary parts and, and repairs. So if you're looking for a good shop in Sun City, I want to recommend Auto Dynamics on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. And if it sounds like I'm out of breath, I am because <laughs> I just ran upstairs and downstairs to get another headset and uh, and get some information. But obviously, it's not really working for me right now. Nevertheless, let's go to the phones, and we're going to start with Skip. Skip, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning. Yeah, the great-grandson bought a Lexus because he thought that was, you know, a neat car. And he got a good deal through, you know, family and friends from somebody that died. And he was noticing when he got it that we had, uh, it didn't steer too good. So he kind of looked around, and he noticed that the tires on one side of his rig were kind of flat-looking and uh, not that way on the other side. So he put a air pressure gauge to the things, and on the passenger side, he had 50 pounds of air pressure, and on the driver's side, he had less than 20 pounds of tire pressure. Okay. Can something like that, if it goes a long time, follow up? all-wheel drive yeah it can it can because we need to have the same circumference on all four tires so they have to be the same size and they have to be the same inflation now did it mess up your all-wheel drive i don't know but certainly you will in the future no but i would let's start here there's a door sticker and the door sticker on the driver's door or on the, on the, uh, it's either on the door or it's on the pillar right next to the door. It's going to give you a tire size and it's going to give you an inflation number. Let's make sure that those tires are all that size. So if it says P215, 7515, make sure they're all the same. That's number one. Number two, it'll give you an inflation, 35 pounds. Let's start there and put them all at 35 pounds. Let's see what we have after that. What symptoms do we have? What do we need to do? Where do we need to go? So if you, if you can't find the sticker, then I want you to look at the side of the tire, and in very small print it will say maximum load 1,500 pounds 
at 45 PSI. So I want to go to that maximum load number, and I want you to put 45 in all four tires because I know the tires can handle 45 because it says right on them. So that's the default number. Now I want to tell you on my car I run that default number because you get best fuel economy. You get good tire wear. The tires don't run hot because they're fully inflated. There's lots of good things that happen. Plus, my wife, when she drives my truck, if she kisses a curb, a fully inflated tire will bounce off the curb. A tire that's half inflated is going to be cut by the curb. And in your all-wheel drive, you mess one tire up, you got to replace all four. Because you can't put one new tire on an all-wheel drive when the other tires are at 35%. You can't do that, so you have to buy all four. So, does he have any symptoms with the all-wheel drive right now? No, no. I, I'm just kind of asking the question to put a little on knowledge onto him. Uh, I just kind of wondered if the the little old lady that drove it before, if somebody was trying to get a repair bill down the line on her. <sighs> you know, I, I that's a big jump. And I want to tell you, I've never seen that before, and I'll I'll tell you why I think. I think that's a long-term thing. I think that could be 10,000 miles, and you might be in trouble. I could be wrong. I'm sure there's somebody out there that goes, Mark's crazy, it happens at 3. Oh, we had a car at 3. We had a car at 5. The problem is nobody knows when it started. So nobody really knows how long ago it was. But I don't think I would worry about it right now. Let's get the inflation either where the sticker says or where the tire says, and let's move on from there. He sh- it should have pulled pretty hard to the low side. Did it? Yes, yes. Okay. And it, now it should go straight down the road. Is it now doing that? Yep. yep. Okay. Then then he did a great job. The two of you guys did a great job in identifying what it was. You always start with tire inflation. But if everything is going good and he's going straight down the road, I would sit back and just wait. There's nothing you can do to fix anything. And I would say that if you go 2,000 miles and you've had no all-wheel drive problems, I think you dodged the big one. Okay? Very good. Yeah, we we enjoy your program, and uh, you kind of keep us thinking in the right direction. Well, I'm 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 treating you like I would uh, my brother, and I actually do love my brother. Now, my sisters, I would probably lie to them. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but 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 I do like my brothers, but my sisters I don't know about. But anyway, thank you very much, Skip. Thank you. John, you're up next. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. How morning. are you today? I'm good. Thank you. I have a t- 2018 Altima with a 2.5 liter engine and it has a little over 20,000 miles. Okay. When I turn left into a driveway or a street every once in a while my wheel locks and it seems like it's more than a second but it's about a second and then it will continue on uh making the turn and it's intermittent it happens sometimes uh every day sometimes every two three days Okay, and when I you take a two. tight, t- no, 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 we're going to talk. I don't care what the dealer says or the shop says. So when you make a tight turn, how do you know this wheel's locking up? Do you hear it? Uh, oh, excuse me, the steering wheel that's locking up. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Now, and it doesn't happen at any other time. No, I thought uh, one time it did it to the right, but it's always the left. 
and it's usually I'm either stopped or I might be going 20, 30 miles around the corner. Okay, okay. And it does the steering wheel change tension in your hands, and it, does it feel like it's going to, to manual steering? Uh, it just it just won't go any further than left. And it's like, you know, the power steering unit's not working, but then all of a sudden it'll let you continue into your left turn. Okay. All right. Well, what you just said there is two different things to me. You're saying that it won't go any further, and you're using the word locked up. Now, if that's the case, then I would want to check. I'd center the steering wheel, and I would turn it to the right. Just find some place where you can do this. You're in park. Center the steering wheel. I would turn right and count three-quarters of a turn or one turn. Then I would go left, and I better have the equal amount of steering wheel turns left and right from straight ahead. It's not uncommon okay. for somebody to do an alignment and steal from one side and the other. Now, is the steering wheel straight when you drive down the road? You know the spokes on the steering wheel. Is that straight? Yes, it is. Okay. Now, the second thing would be that it goes into manual mode, so it's losing its pressure. So is it from the pump? Is it from um, the rack and pinion? That's the question. I'm concerned about it being on one side, but I'm not going to worry about that until you fix it. So one of the things that I would do is is I'd want to go drive it because I would be able to tell, and so would most guys, that if you turn left and it goes into manual mode, that's something that we can quickly determine. If that's the case, the, the question is, is something's wrong in the rack because the rack determines power to the left and power to the right. So I'd probably flush the power steering system and then say better, worse, or the same. If it's the same, then it's it's not a pressure problem because it turns right fine. <laughs> so the pump doesn't yeah. know if you're turning left or right. The pump just puts out pressure. So and if if it doesn't fix it with the flush or make it better, then I I would ask them um, what to do next. And if they suggest let's change the rack and pinion, I would I would agree. But you cannot tell them the guy on the radio said to change the rack. Okay. Well, here's the. The main problem I have when I take it into the dealership, of course, it doesn't uh, have the problem. You know, they'll have it for a few hours, and they can't duplicate the problem. Can you duplicate the problem all the time? No. Okay. It's intermittent. Okay. You know, it, sometimes it does it, sometimes it doesn't. I'm either going slow, I'm going faster, I'm uh, going to the left. It locks a little bit, and then it'll continue on into the turn. Okay. Um, I need to know hot or cold. Uh, e either or. Okay. It's mainly hot. It's mainly hot. I don't have a problem getting out of the driveway or anything like that. Okay. So I need you to focus on that, hot or cold. That will help them. Um, and then, obviously, somebody's checked the power steering fluid to know that it's up in snuff, up to snuff. There's usually well, a dipstick it's a on it. Well, it's electronic, so it doesn't oh. have... Oh, that changes everything. That changes everything. Oh, sorry about that. No, um, no. If it's it it, there are sensors in the steering column that tells the motor which way you want to go, and the delay is pretty insignificant. So you're gonna. I know what you're concerned about. You're concerned about that this thing's gonna get out of warranty and they're gonna abandon you. How many times have you had it in for this? Uh, two times, three times now. Okay. 
you just keep doing that because you want a, a solid record of the same thing. Left turns, intermediate. Sometimes on left turns, it goes into manual mode or it fights with me. But I'd be looking, I, you know, I'd be looking at it with a scanner and I'd be driving it. But but it also could be this. I saw the other day where I had a customer with this same thing, not with your exact car. It had a problem, an intermittent problem that come to find out Chrysler knew of the problem and they were working on a solution. So everybody was just kind of telling the customer whatever they wanted to. Oh, I couldn't duplicate it. Or I couldn't do this. Or I couldn't do that. But in reality, behind the scenes, Chrysler's going, ooh, we got to fix this. So there'll be a software change or something like that that will ultimately do it. Chrysler's got this transmission that's just tearing itself apart. And Chrysler's saying, don't worry about it. We're building a new one, and we're going to replace your whole transmission. That's not good enough for a lot of people. And they're thinking, okay, well, they're not. How about if they don't make it any better? The problem is, the good thing is, is you've got all of these work orders that says you got this problem. They're not going to be able to abandon you. So if you're out of warranty and the transfer and your and your electric steering fails, you had a problem way back when it was during warranty. So you have a solid ground to stand on that says this was an existing problem. You need to fix it now. So I, I just. I, I I think here's what you hope for. You pray and hope for it. It'll get worse and easier to find. Now, you also could get on the Internet and just type in, you know, 18 Ultima electric steering problems and see what happens. And you can also go to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration called NHTSA, and you could go on their website and you can query your car to see if other people are complaining about yours because I think you'll agree it's a safety issue. So NHTSA yes, deals in safety issues. Yeah. So go on the NHTSA site and see if your 18 Ultima with a 2.5 with electric steering is a source of concern from other people. If you have a whole bunch of people that are complaining about it, I can guarantee you that somebody knows about that from the manufacturing point of view. So it's with, sure. it's like everything else that's a computer. It, they're not going to make it perfect the first time. Many times they're not going to make it perfect. So as a result of that, sometimes you just have to wait until the engineers come up with a repair. And, of course, they make a variety of of fixes. Then they go out and drive the car, and then half of them pass and half of them fail. And then they got to <laughs> kind of start all over again. So that's the difficulty. Thank you very much, John Charles. I'm sorry I didn't get to you. I really do apologize, but if you'll just take about a four-minute break, I'm going to grab you on the backside. So we're going to come back for another hour's worth of talk. You'll be my first caller. I'm going to say, hi, this is Mark Salem, and then I'm going to say, Charles, how are you? What can I do for you? That's how fast it's going to be. Everybody else, we have open lines available, 602-508-0960, I'm Mark Salem. This is KKNT every Saturday right here on KKNT, 960 AM. We're here talking about cars, and you're always welcome to join us. My email address is mark at marksalem.com. If you want to ask questions, leave me your phone number so I can call you back.